Hey, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Today we're going to discuss a topic that's pretty resonant with a lot of individuals, both as an employee as well as as a manager, or for that matter, even if you're running an organization or thinking of getting into a startup and running your own organization, founding and running your own organization, this is an important thing that matters to all of us. That is, what kind of a team do we want to build? What kind of employees do we have within an organization? What are the different kinds of people that are out there and how can we categorize them as employees? That is what we're going to discuss today. You know, when we look at employees, you look at any organization, not everybody is the same. Not all employees are made equal. You have some that are considered A players. You have some that are considered B and some C players. Just like in any team, you have these different kinds of players playing at a different level or at different strata throughout the game. In any organization across America, and for that matter across the world, there are a subset of employees who are the A players and a majority of the employees fall into the B and the C category. If you look at some organizations, they might even deviate up further to say there's a D category too, but we'll stick with A, B, and C. Now, who are A players and why do we need to know who those players are? We'll discuss that very shortly, but this is a key aspect of a manager who's trying to run a team or build a team or a CEO who's trying to run an organization. So no matter if your team is five people, 15, 20, or hundreds and thousands of people, you need to know that your organization is a mix of A, B, and C players with the majority of them. I would guesstimate to say about 70 plus percent of them being B and C players and about 30 plus percent of them being A players. And mind you, all of them are important in order for the organization to run efficiently. So let's dive in and look at what constitutes an A player versus a B and a C player. An A player or A players are basically star performers. They are driven, they're ambitious. These are the employees that put their professional lives ahead of their families and personal lives because they are striving to accomplish more and move upward in the organization they work for. A players are risk takers, high potentials, and employers enjoy finding and hiring them. There's more to it in terms of A players that we can talk about. You know, some categorize it further to deviate up between A1, A2, and A3. And if we were to look at the variations within the A players, obviously these are the players who are most likely to leave the organization for opportunities elsewhere, because they're ambitious you know it's all about their ambition and trying to satisfy their ambition and get to where they want to be at the highest positions possible the a1 players are team members that have very high potential and they could probably be promoted two plus levels within the organization so they are seeking out promotions quickly they want more responsibility they want to be able to be at the head of the organization now the a2 players they're also performing well and they're promotable, but probably not as adventurous, so to speak, or probably not as aggressive as the A1 players. And the A3 is right below that. So these are team members who are a great fit for their current position. They're doing really well in their current position. And perhaps they have no desire of getting promoted to a different role because they fit their position like a glove. They love what they're doing. 
they fit it perfectly they're happy they're enjoying the ride they want to be there and they want to give their best in that particular role when we look at all of these which we just talked about the a players the a1 a2 a3 those are the variations within the a players but now let's look at the non a players these are employees or team members who do not exhibit the same potential to function as the a level players that we have just discussed and for them it's a little different than the a players for all of the a players that we discussed it's critical for them to be able to grow it is critical for them to be recognized it's also critical for them that they get the accolades that they deserve from time to time to keep them spurring on to move forward in what they're trying to do so for that reason it's important for them to have ongoing developmental opportunities it's important for them to be kept engaged and happy in their current roles and give them the skills to attain their ambitions and career goals so they need a lot of attention from the management and if it's not given to them they can get quickly bored or they might translate that as not being cared for and then out the door they go trying to find the next opportunity where they can satisfy their ambition so that's what happens with a players so it's especially important to provide the right training to them to ensure that their potential is being tapped within organizations and that they're functioning at the highest levels possible to satisfy their own personal and professional needs and as a result for the organization to obtain the right level of productivity from these players now the b players now these are the players who are competent and absolutely steady performers but they're not just as ambitious as the a players they prefer to balance their work as well as their personal lives but still they work very hard and do the bulk of the work within an organization they prefer to stay steady stay put in their particular roles they don't require a whole lot of attention you could not look at them and focus on something else for a period of time and come back and they would still be chugging along on their work and they do get the job done they're not as competitive as the a players and from a productivity standpoint too there might be differences between a and b players but they're just much more steady if we were to bifurcate further into the b players we could probably categorize them as b plus and b minus players now b plus players are those that live the core values that they stand for they're obviously performing well not at the most or the height of their productivity but absolutely well to make sure that they are producing and contributing to the organization and if you really look at it it's not about skill gap it's also not about who they are or their educational qualifications it's not about all of that it's just that they love their job they do love the company that they work for but they are about balance they are about balancing their personal and professional lives really well and they're content in what they're doing of course with some coaching and skill development they can probably be groomed into becoming more a players but some of the a player qualities are innate and we'll come to that in a minute there's two schools of thought when it comes to b players being transformed into a players there's some that believe it can be done with the right level of coaching and recognition and push for the b players some believe that it's an innate quality and it just can't be done and we can talk about that in a minute the b minus players they also are highly skilled they could still be considered top performers is within the b category 
And again, for them also, it's about balance in work. You know, they probably do okay with challenges. You know, they don't like challenges as much as you see with A players, but they will get the job done. You give them a task where you can expect something to be done by an A player probably in a certain amount of time. They'll take it a little longer, but they will get the job done. So B players, you know, there's something else about B players, which is it's about trust. It's productivity versus trust. So when you look at A players, it's all about productivity. Can you really trust them? Probably, yeah, to the extent that they produce, but they're ambitious folks. If you don't provide them the opportunities that they're seeking, you can expect them to leave the organization. But whereas the B players, they're more about loyalty. They're more about being there within the organization. They might not be at their productive best and they might need coaching and push in order to get them to perform at the levels that they need to, but they're about trust, they're about loyalty, and you can definitely trust them. These are the people that tend to be the glue within the organization. That's why they become so important. It's important to have be players within an organization because they serve the purpose of the glue. They keep the organization together. They keep the people together. They keep the people engaged. And then finally, when we look at the third category of players, we have the C players. These are the players that are not performing to the levels that they need to, that are not really living the core values of the company. And, you know, they should probably be screened out at some point. That's what organizations want to do. They want to screen out the C players and let them go. Somehow they made it into the organization at some point. And there's also a possibility that a B player turned into a C player for various reasons at some point. But these are the players that are probably holding spots and not really producing at the level that they need to. And they could be pulling the others in the organization down as well. So these are the performers who are not achieving enough to satisfy their employers. They're also most likely to be asked to move along, as I said. In fact, a small number of organizations still use the forced ranking method of employee evaluation to require managers to rank 10% of their employees as C players with an eye towards removing them from year to year. And that's there. So that's the C players. Now, as I said, the different types of B players, when we look at them and when we look at what's the variation between B players, like I said, most are loyal to a point. They don't live and die for that next promotion that you would generally see within an A player. They do want challenging work. They probably don't need a whole lot of attention because they can continue chugging along and working on whatever they're doing. At the same time, you should not be neglecting them as well. If you neglect them too much, very soon you might be losing them as a B player and they could transform into a C player. So that's why too much of neglect doesn't work there. They always don't need attention where you got to look at them, but you got to be watchful and you got to be asking them how things are going from time to time. They're honest people and they're not really driven by power, status or money as are A players who live for pretty much little else. Well, A players admit to being not so happy with B players because it's just a matter of two different personalities. A players are all about pushing harder, doing what they need to do in order to achieve things and moving along. So the pace of B players in doing work are their seeming indifference to what really matters to A players the most might really irk them from time to time. And that's the difference between the A and the B players. When you're starting a team or when you're in charge of a team, it's pretty important for you as a manager or as somebody who's starting an organization or running an organization to 
to be pretty wary of the different kinds of players that you have to manage. So if you're going to start a new company or you're starting a new team or taking over a team, one of the first things I think you need to assess, or for that matter, even if you have a team right now, this is probably something that you should do, which is you need to assess the caliber of talent that you have within your team. At a minimum, you want to focus on two to three things. One is competence. Does each individual match the competence that the role demands? Two is motivation. Does each individual of the team possess the required drive and willingness to learn new capabilities as needed from time to time? Are they really willing to succeed at the job that they hold? And third is people skills. Is each individual capable of building constructive working relationships with their colleagues as well as with other departments within the organization as well as with you as their boss? So these are the three things that you need to look at people and you'll find variations and that will tell you whether they're an A player, B player, or a C player. Those who excel on all of these categories are your A players, your outstanding performers. The strong but not exceptional contributors are your B players. And the few that fall below expectations on all of these categories are your C players. You know, you'll spot your C players for their lack of uh, preparedness in meetings or when they are delayed and they don't meet their deadlines for the work that's on their hand, or you need to keep going back to them from time to time in order to get them to do the piece of work that's theirs to handle. You know, they may accomplish about 40-50% of whatever you've given them, but they need help after that. Or if they come forward and ask for help, that's a different thing. You know, they're probably more of a B player, but if they tend to blame someone else, external factors for the delays and incomplete assignments and don't take responsibility, guess what? They're a C player. So it's important to know who's who. And it's also important to know what you want to do with your different players. You know that with your A players, when you delegate to them, you're confident that they'll get the job done. You also know that when you recruit them, you recruit a certain number of A players within your team because not every team needs every player to be an A player. You know, there might be some people that might not agree with it, but I believe any team is the most effective when it's a combination. You might not need a whole lot of C players. You got to weed them out from time to time, but between A and B players, those are the most strongest teams. If you have all A players, guess what? You don't have so many positions to satisfy all of them as they want to get promoted in the future. So that's a problem. You can't have all leaders and no followers. You got to have leaders as well as followers. When you recruit for leaders, obviously you look for A players. When you need something new done, you know, you'll obviously look for A players because you know that they will pick it up. They will run with it. They will learn whatever they need to in order to accomplish that work. And if they are stuck, they will come back and ask for help because they cannot be stuck for long and they need to get unstuck. Whereas the B players, when you get delegate to them, they'll probably get most of it done, but they need guidance from time to time. And you might not expect the same kind of output that you would get from the A players. And when you're looking to recruit for followers within a team, probably B players would do well there. And that's what you should look for. And if they need to learn something new, or if you give them something new to do, they will learn it, but they need the guidance. But at the same time, if it's repeatable work, you can probably be rest assured that they will continue to do that job well without much attention. So that's the difference between A and B players. 
like i said any team 70% is b players 30% is a players and within b players too there's different things for instance you know if they're stuck they'll probably waste time trying to figure it out inefficiently and they're not going to really admit that they're struggling and again there you go there you need to give them help there you need to find them help but once you understand your a players and your b players it's important to be very clear with your objectives and definitions of success for all of these different players obviously you'll try to keep them equal or uniform across the board for everybody and you'll see that the ones that are meeting them are your a players the ones that are needing guidance and some help to meet them those are your b players and that the ones that are struggling and finding excuses those are your c players but you got to hold everybody accountable for delivering results and when you hold everybody accountable very easily you can make out who your a players are you can make out who your b players are and i do believe that it is possible for b players to be turned into a players provided you have a heart to heart with them you talk about what motivates them you talk about what their ambitions are you talk about what's their drive and it will be pretty evident very quickly you know you'll hear from them their ambitions and goals and aspirations might not be the same as a players but in some instances they can be taught in some instances you can show them that they are not thinking as high as they probably can fly in which case there's a possibility that they are excited about the opportunity in hand in order to go beyond their wildest dreams and you can see them turning into an a player so that possibility is always there so it's important to understand your a players your b players your c players and like i said within b players too you have certain variations you know they might not be the best of performers like you see within the a players so if i were to look at it from the standpoint of productivity and trust if i have a highly productive person and i can trust them the trust level is high that's great if i have a highly productive person and low trust what do you think if the trust is not there even if the person is highly productive i probably wouldn't want them on my team because what happens is they could be the best star performer out there but the thing is you're always watching you're always looking behind your back because you can't trust them and if you can't trust them i'd rather deal with a person who's probably a mediocre performer and who's trustworthy who's loyal i can deal with that kind of a person all day and i can help coach them to get to that next level to improve their productivity and most of your b people fall in that category at the same time you also have the situation where some of them are really good with people they have great people skills they're able to connect with people pretty easily it they might not be the best performer their productivity might not be where you want it but they are the ones who are building bridges between people who are building relationships who hold the team together and those are the kinds of people you definitely need if i were to decide between somebody who can keep the team together versus a star performer i'd rather have the person who's keeping the team together because if that glue goes missing guess what i could have a whole set of individual star performers but they would not act as a team and when they don't act as a team they don't accomplish the goals that they're supposed to together and that's not what teams are made of so as a result the team suffers everybody suffers the manager suffers and so does the organization and you never want that that's why the b players are so crucial to any team or any organization 
there's productivity on one end, there's trust on one end. So mediocre productivity with great loyalty is definitely an asset because you can work on the productivity aspect of it and look to increase it. You can't work on the trust aspect and get people to be more trustworthy. So I believe that probably helps you understand A, B, and C players and what teams and organizations are made of. Hopefully that'll help you understand your team, your organization, the group that you work with better, and actually distill their qualities and identify who your A, B, and C players are and try to make sure that you do the right thing by your employees in order for them to benefit, for you to benefit, as well as for your team and the organization to benefit. Hey everyone, I hope you liked that episode. Please do make sure that you go subscribe to Plan B Success Podcast on your favorite platform so that you keep getting updates on the new episodes as they're released. Please make sure you share the word with your family, friends, and others so that they might benefit from the content as well. And by the way, go check out my inspiration book, My Inspiration Quotes That Shape My Self-Improvement Journey. It's out on Amazon. The audio version is out on Audible. And right now, Audible is giving you a 30-day risk-free trial and you get that book for free. So do check it out. My Inspiration Quotes That Shape My Self-Improvement Journey. The My Inspiration book on Audible. Thank you. Thank you.